All right. This is a fiery conversation. I feel like we got fiery in this conversation today. Okay. What? Maybe you did. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was an honest conversation. Typically, honesty will spark some fire. Yes. It always sparks fire. If you've listened to the Fierce Marriage Podcast for any period of time, you will know we always talk about transparency. So today we're actually talking about honesty, which is an aspect of transparency, but we go, I think, to good length yeah. to actually define honesty and mm. what that actually means, being honest with ourselves, being not true to ourselves. The world says be true to yourself. No, we're not called to be true to ourselves. We're called to be true to God's word, right. true to God. So we're going to talk about that. But then we get into three ground rules of uh, having honest conversations yeah. and trust us in, in knowing that it won't be easy, but it will be good. Mm. These, this is, I think we had a good conversation. It wasn't an easy conversation, but I think it was good. It I think it'll good. be fruitful. Yeah. All right. So thanks for joining us and we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. What'd you say? I said, I think that marriage and like biblical no, just community. Come out, just come out and say it. Don't be a wuss. We're designed to do hard things that okay. God has created us to do good and hard things. That's true. Like discipline our children. <laughs> We're having a hard Speaking season at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> that. But also like last night when we, so we had um, some time with our community group and we spent it talking about Lindy and remembering her life. Uh, she was a member of our group who passed away from cancer at the ripe old age of 40. So um, we just spent some time mourning and I feel like that's a hard thing, but it was, hmm. we were able to, and you know, our leaders were amazing and very pastoral. And as a group, it's like we were able to just do hard things together. And I think that's important for a community, but I'm also think it's very important for us to be able to do with our spouse. And we can't really do that without having real honesty yeah. with each other. Yeah, that's good. And that's the topic of today. It is. As we're talking about... Uh, you just hit the record button. Real honesty. Well, you were going to roll. I was like, you know what? People need to see the real scene. <laughs> not the not the filtered... They do see the real me. They do, but it takes some time to get you there. And you were already there. So I was like, let's just reel this one in. Let's reel it in. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So we're talking about three ground rules for experiencing honesty. Mm. Real honesty... Uh, with your with your spouse within your marriage, for your good, for God's glory, and for the strength of your marriage. Yeah, honestly, I'm. There's that word again. I apologize. <laughs> All right, it's the one. It's what we're talking about. <laughs> to be clear, I am surprised, and I mean this word re, uh, truly. Uh, how many people live dishonestly in their marriages? And it takes a bunch of different forms. There's a lot of different ways that that plays out for them. Mm-hmm. But essentially, there's this kind of low grade sense of hiding in marriage. And so, but there's so much freedom to be had on the other side of this. And that's why we kind of spend so much time harping on this chord. And so today we're trying to get actually into the, the nitty gritty, the ground rules mm-hmm. of having honest conversations. Now we're not going to talk through every honest conversation you could have, hopefully give you some examples that you can relate to. Well, and I think it's, if I can interject, I think that honesty is, is something it's, you know, obviously similar to transparency, but it's something you have to cultivate and continually cultivate because I think our tendency is to hide, right? Just like Genesis 3, we want to hide. We don't always want to share things. And life changes. 
big things happen in our marriage and mm-hmm. to us. And so that brings about different ways for us to hide. So I'm not, yeah. Ryan and I did not have it figured out. We figured out a few big boulders, I think, of how to be honest sure. and re- keep that honesty. But I think cultivating it and having those kind of key questions of what to ask at different times can really um, just deepen that honesty, I think, and help it take root in your marriage. And many times it starts with knowing, you know, what is right what's wrong yeah. what is where is grounds for honesty how can you yeah like, where are you headed as a couple and how is honesty a key component to getting there mm-hmm. and obviously with the christian worldview where we come from and you know theology and those sorts of things like we want to be people that know god and make him known mm-hmm. and we, glor- we we glorify him and and we trust him that it's for our good to obey his you know, his law and his word and all that kind of stuff. So you have to have that understanding before honesty has context. Right. Because without the context, you don't know what you're fighting for. You don't know why it's worth fighting for it. Mm-hmm. And you won't be willing to go into battle for it. So, so true. Anyway, before I do that, housekeeping as usual. Okay, I'll, I'll try to make this fast. Thank you, those who have rated and reviewed our podcast. That means a ton. If you haven't done that and you've enjoyed this content, that's one small way you can reciprocate the the time and energy and effort that goes into this is just go into your app, usually iTunes or Apple Play or Apple Play, Google Play, wherever you are. <laughs> it's um, a new one. Just hit a star rating and hit and just take a few seconds to write a review. That helps a lot. It helps others find this content. You can also share it. Um, mm. And and just go to I think fiercemarriage dot com slash podcast. Share that URL with people. Um, and you can also make sure you subscribe to mm. this podcast you, yeah. so you don't miss any episodes. So that's just that part of it. All right. <laughs> this podcast is supported by listeners. Mm-hmm. If you've, if you've been listening for a while, we've, we've been at it for about a year and a half, but we've only done maybe a few ads, realized it doesn't work well. So we decided to go the Patreon route, which pa- Patreon is a website that allows listeners to partner with, uh, people like us creators. There, there, there it is. There content it is. creators. <laughs> Directly, and yeah. Directly. So, and it's small incremental amount. So, like five bucks a month, or some people are up to like $25 a month. Yeah, it goes and a long way. It us. goes a very long way. It yeah. helps us cover the production costs. It helps us cover all the hardware, software, all that kind of stuff. Um, and honestly, we just want people that are on mission with us. Mm. There are benefits, but uh, the, be on mission with us in terms of pointing couples to Christ, commissioning marriages for the gospel. All right, finally, if you have any questions, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Uh, just a fly just threw my th- <laughs> flew into my throat. If you have any questions, uh, you can leave those at fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. There's a button there, or you can call in this number or text 971-333-1120. You're getting good at that. We didn't even have our notes up. Usually we have the notes for that one, and you uh, just like rambled right through it. Rambled right through it. Just ramble, <laughs> rambled. I'm, you know what? It's We're like professional radio people now. <laughs> no. This is our 96th episode. We're coming up on 100. we got to do something I know. special. I feel like we should break these up into seasons. People break up like 10 episodes into a season. I'm like, yeah. well, we're just going we're for whatever in. we've got. We're in our 10th season. We're like, we're like, we're like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> that popular. Yes, right. No, nope. not, not at all. Nope. Okay. So yeah, what, what do you, what do you say? Yeah, I feel like we've, <laughs> we've, we've gotten faster <laughs> yeah. at this and now you've derailed the conversation. I'm sorry. Okay. So I want to share a little story. Yeah. And then hopefully it'll grow. First gra- of all, you should realize that Ryan is does not like spiders or boogers those are the two things that he does not like ever at all okay. has not since we were you need first stop, met each other stop misrepresenting I'm just the truth trying to set the stage for the story i is that right set the i stage appreciate the spiders I you feel appreciate like they their, their function they have their but place. when you have to crunch one in the house oh, it's never i used to be a lot more scared of them and then i went to panama for two months <laughs> and almost got my face eaten trip. off by a spider <laughs> 
And I realized the spiders we have are small beans (laughs) compared to those beasts, those devil hounds, (laughs) those devil spiders. Anyway, yeah. And boogers are just an abomination. (laughs) (laughs) There's no redeeming quality. You should ask her. You should see his face when he has to clean out our girls' nose. Oh, and they <laughs> love so funny. little mucus factories. Their little booger factories. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't go on. I can't go on. This podcast is over. <laughs> uh, I was going to share a story. Yeah, okay. So the story will illustrate where we're headed. And basically, I was one day I was, I think, going out onto our deck. Yeah, and we I was lived in California. either watering the plants or doing something. And you know how when you get like... <laughs> You feel a spider web hits your skin, yeah. and you're like, "Oh no!" I freaked out, like flailing. It was embarrassing, but I had no shame at that moment. Like, this thing is on me. I know it. I know there's a spider somewhere on me, and you start flailing around. It's in my hair. It's in my shirt. It's and really you're, funny. You're freaking out, and you're, you know, then what's what? The, the reason I share that story, and people were looking at me like I was crazy, and of course I had to explain to them. Okay, I think I hit a spider web and all that sort of thing. The thing that scares you about that is not the. The web itself, right? The spider web itself is just an indicator that there is somewhere looming in the darkness this little crawly creature, this little spider Creepy waiting crawler. to get onto you. And I think that, like I said, I'm not really scared of spiders anymore. The spiders are fine. I okay, get it, this whatever. is an episode on honesty. So, so where are we going? So you need to be honest about your fears. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> He's but, trying to act brave, people. So I ended up finding it later whatever okay so the problem the reason i share that is <laughs> problems in marriage a lot of times will present themselves like spiders right yeah. you feel their effects like the webs yeah you feel the webs <laughs> you can't always pinpoint the source of the web <laughs> you feel like something's wrong but you don't know the cause or the root of the problem right mm-hmm. so in case you're wondering and you're not you're not able to connect the dots here let's use some examples uh so say your communication just feels off yeah i know we've had those seasons where we felt cold toward each other or we felt kind of... Your conversations just kind of end in an argument <laughs> or fight or you just they just end and there's no resolution. It's just like, ugh, just yeah. talking to each other. Yeah, so there's a sense of coldness toward each other uh, or maybe your your sex life is feeling pretty lackluster. You're, maybe you've, you've diminished in the sense of pursuing each other and that mm-hmm. as a husband you don't feel pursued or maybe you don't feel like you're, you don't feel like pursuing your wife or the roles could be switched there. But uh, it, it's either diminished or it's non-existent. Right. All right, that's another sort of spider web. Um, you feel like your trust might be fading. That's another example. Or you, you're, you kind of, you might have like a low grade sort of suspicion that is brewing. Right. And maybe your because husband or your wife is going off to work, and you're wondering, okay, well, <clears throat> they've been working a lot of hours. There, I saw this person at their work who's attractive, and yeah. you know, what if that happened? And all of a sudden, you start doubting them, and so you start yeah. your trust starts being eroded. And now you start before without even realizing it, you got this kind of low grade bitterness right. brewing. And, and we've had those conversations. Mm-hmm. Like I've had insecurities. Usually, those come from insecurities and disconnection from your spouse and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facing those is never fun, but we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, and then another one is maybe a little bit more nebulous, is that you just feel indifferent toward each other. Mm-hmm. And you don't know why. Maybe just the grind of life, work, kids, life, you know, bills, <laughs> obligations, in-laws, everything is just kind of like getting you down. And all of a sudden you're just like, eh, I'm just kind of over. I'm just kind of over marriage right now. I'm just kind of over my spouse. <laughs> <laughs> and we're laughing, but that's not really funny. Right. Uh, but you just feel indifferent toward each other, right? Yeah. So. Those I would consider I would call those things like the spider webs. Yeah. Right. They're indications of something else that's looming. Right. Some other root thing, root cause that is causing that to happen. And I I would say if you feel one of those things, just 
rest assured, okay, two things. God is good. Mm-hmm. He's faithful. He will get you through it. Two, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not the first one. Any couple that we've talked to, including us, who we've talked to a lot. I've talked yeah. to us a lot. You've talked to us a lot. <laughs> uh, has faced this. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think it's important to um, to to come at it head on. Yeah. I think it's good to be honest about what you're feeling and how you're feeling and maybe not, you know, in your full-blown emotions, but in the, in the times where the emotions are not running quite as hot, uh, I would say those are good opportunities to, to talk about maybe some patterns you're seeing, some insecurities you're feeling, um, <clears throat> and just kind of get a pulse on where, mm. where you guys are at, where, where your heart is at, where his mm. heart is at where your marriage is at. Cause obviously there's something kind of looming and maybe it's nothing, you know, I've, I've asked Ryan, you know, a few times about somebody he's had to work with and it's made me feel insecure or something. And he is very, he's not just like, no, I don't ever no, no. You know, it's not like he's trying to make me feel stupid for that. He's, He's first of all, you need to validate like, okay, well, I I've understand that you're not go that way. Think, learned, early on, I would have been like, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? Where is this coming from? Yeah, right. You can kind and of belittle the feeling yes. instead of addressing the feeling. Yeah. Right. And so having some just empathy and saying, okay, I can see maybe why you might think this or, okay, I'm, I want to hear what you're feeling and how you're understanding this. And I think that's very, it's validating to me that I'm not just out on an island to myself and just living in my insecurity, right? Like you're my partner, so you can bring me in on this and we can work together on that. And yeah. so, um, and that's that's been, it's not fun to say those things, but for me, if I let them just simmer, I'm gonna, everything's gonna boil over. <laughs> it's yeah. not gonna be good. <laughs> so, I, I, and that's all really good. I wanna spend a few moments just kind of laying, so this whole episode is about ground rules. So yeah. I'm gonna lay ground rules, a ground rule for the ground rules <laughs> real fast. <laughs> And I want to talk about honesty because I think we can take for granted what honesty actually is. Yeah, yeah. And so as a person of faith, as a believer, what is honesty? Mm. I'm asking. Like, oh, what, you're asking me? Yeah, what is honesty? I think honesty is being completely, you know, transparent and known uh, by your spouse mm. or by those closest to you. And um, it's not always easy or fun mm. and it's not my favorite thing to do ever, but it's, it's, it requires trust knowing that when I am honest, there, there's going to be uh, a flourishing that happens, a growth, uh, I'm not going to live in the, in the darkness. There's going to be, yeah. there's hope. I think, okay, that's good. I would add to that, that, that. What do you think honesty is as a believer? Well, I think it's an, <laughs> it, it, it's an adherence yeah, and a contrast. It's an adherence. Excuse me. It's an adherence to and a contrast against an absolute truth, right? So, yeah. if we look at and that absolute truth so is God's word. Good job. So we look at God's word, yeah, and we say I am adhering to His word as the truth. Now, how can I contrast myself against it? Meaning mm. that, how do I see myself rightly, yeah, correctly against against this backdrop of God's scripture, uh, of of scripture? So, in in other words, okay, we have to be honest with ourselves. And yeah. I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced that the the first step toward life is honesty with God, honesty mm-hmm. with ourselves, and honesty with each other. Yeah. So honesty with God, he is holy, I am not, okay. Well, and he's our savior. And he's our savior, not and just I need like, him. Not just this giver of things, and like, yeah. we're just going to make good decisions and live mm-hmm. a good life. It's like, no, he's our savior, our king. There are there are rules and a moral law like that mm. He's he has outlined. There are ways for us to live that yeah. he has commissioned for us. 
And that is the authority in which we live by. Mm. So we have to honestly face that. I think for a long time, you and I just lived in this make right decisions, like not yeah. relativism, but it was kind of bordering oh, on that, you know? Yeah. God but, wasn't king necessarily. Right. He was more of a ancillary sort of right. addition. So it's important to make that distinction is that we're talking about being true to God, not true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's the kind of the refrain of the world is, "Hey, just be true to yourself." Just true you know, to your heart. <laughs> we heard somebody, yeah, be true to your heart. We heard of a heart a, is the very a friend's daughter yeah. who was going through a hard time at school. She was being bullied, and they said, "How do you actually bully the, or how do you actually deal with this?" And the advice her mom gave her, what was it? it was just follow your heart. You'll fight. You'll figure out what to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, wait, the, what does the Bible say about the heart? <laughs> the heart is deceitful. And it is it's deceitful. Dece- it is the wellspring of life, right? But the, it's like. But our fleshly heart is deceitful. It's very deceitful. And so we have to like guard our hearts. The Bible calls us to guard it and not to Mm -hmm. like trust it, but to guard it. So that's as we get around our definition around honesty is it's being true to God. Absolutely. Right. And that, and God's word and measuring ourselves against him and the honesty comes into, comes in when we actually have to communicate that to each other. Okay. So we're not being true to ourselves. Like right. there is a sense of like, we have convictions. God has made us as people and individuals. We have preferences. We have desires. Those things aren't bad. They're good. Right. But I'm just saying that when it comes down to it, in terms of honesty, we're being true to God's word, not just true to ourselves and true to our hearts. Yeah. Okay. So we are measuring ourselves against it. That I just want, I'll leave that there. That doesn't mean that God doesn't given us free, you know, the ability to kind of like be agents of our own decisions and things like that. But we steward those against his God's word. law and his yeah. word and all that kind of stuff. And that's good. Okay. So. Given that, we we understand what it means to actually be honest. And I think the reason we have to set that stage is because you, without having the sense of, I am accountable to God, I have to be true to him, therefore I need to be true to my spouse, right. because he has called me to love you this way. Mm. He has called me to be integrous mm-hmm. for the health of our marriage. Being integrous means I honor you. If I've dishonored you, I need to come to you and I need right. to confess that sin. I need to be true to, to God by being true to you. Yeah. And I need to be true to myself to say that is sin. Right. Now I'm saying to you, I've sinned against you. God has forgiven me. I've asked him for forgiveness. Will you please forgive That's me? That's so good because I think we can have we have this tendency to brush it under the carpet and to ignore it mm. and to let things go unchecked. And we don't do ourselves any favors by doing that. It seems easier at the moment, but essentially mm-hmm. it just builds up and we're creating these habits that are just continual like disobedience mm-hmm. and dishonoring to God. And we're not living under his authority. And mm-hmm. there's there's safety in his authority. Like he has created it in such a way to help us flourish, but to also, mm. you know, protect our hearts and our souls. That's so good. I, I want to use one example from above is, is when we talked about earlier, the communication just feels off. Okay. Yeah. So what, how is that? What is that? How can we be honest in that situation? So that's a spider web that's saying, okay, there's, there's, there's a spider lurking here. Mm-hmm. This analogy is creeping me out, but <laughs> I got to stick with it. I'm too far in. I'm too far in. Can't turn around. So what is the actual root thing? I can say, okay, if I'm being honest with myself, I have been really short with you because I have been feeling the, the stress in work. Yeah. I feel like financially we're always kind of on the brink of, you know, whatever, I'm just thinking, whatever situation you might be in. This has been us, by the way. We've been in this place more right. often than, than I can admit. Right. We've been on the brink. I've been stressed out about that. So <clears throat> I've been kind of resentful toward you because of whatever reason, or I've not been patient with you. And so I need to repent to God for, A, not believing he's my provider, mm-hmm. not trusting him and finding satisfaction and joy in him. Mm-hmm. So I've repented to him. I'm being honest, true to him. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I repented to him of that sin. I need to be true to you. I have sinned against you. I have not loved you in a way that is selfless. I have mm. loved you in a selfish way. I'm being honest with you. And that, so see how, see how that, yeah. it gets down to the root of it and just saying, instead of just being like, all right, well, let's just go out for dinner. Let's try to have a conversation. Mood, yeah. Whatever. Let's try to have, yeah, I was just in a bad mood, whatever. I just need to take more Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Uh, well, that's what happens though. People well, we medicate just, in well, various ways. Yes, not just, not we just with Xanax. We distract and but medicate and we don't distract. face the problems. Mm. I know. I mm. know. Let's just watch more Netflix. Let's just binge watch some more Netflix. We'll so feel we better about life, it. right? Okay, so there we, we've kind of beat that. We beat that one into the ground. So what's a ground rule number one? So okay. those are the ground rules for the ground rules. <laughs> that you have, to have a, you have to have a firm understanding of honesty. Okay, so we're going to lay out three different ground rules for having these types of <clears throat> honest conversations and experiencing true honesty together. So the first ground rule, again, these are the underlying assumptions that you have around every hard conversation you're going to have that has to do with being honest. Mm. Okay, that has to do with confessing some sort of sin or confessing some sort of fear or shame, or whatever that is. So last week's episode was about burning the ships. This is about how to drop the bombs. <laughs> Just <laughs> <Okay>. kidding. Well, <laughs> in, in some ways it is, because sometimes being honest means bomb dropping, unfortunately. But, well, you're admitting things that maybe were not, that were hidden. Yes. Previously hidden, so you yes. have to expose them. So the first ground but rule. God is bigger than all the bombs, so. He is. Because he's, he's, he's the bomb. <laughs> he's the bomb. You missed it. You just missed such a golden opportunity. I did. That was what I was looking for, and you took it but it's I good because i forgot i thought that forgot. i had led you better than this sorry <laughs> okay. thought you did too apparently not okay. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of bombs last two weeks i think it was two or three weeks ago we had we had a two-part series that mm-hmm. was all about pornography and so some of this kind of comes from that same com- vein yeah that same vein of yeah. just being known right. in your sin right in right. that case well, it was this- happened to be that one particular sin and this ground rule kind of comes from that in our marriage and has really helped us yeah. in a lot of ways and i wouldn't call us it, the ground rule is never lie the first one is never lie yep. and i don't think that we are we're not liars like we don't i can't mm. blatantly lie to you but i can hide things from you or you can kind of sugarcoat it which is a form of lying okay I'm not. I'm, I'm kidding. Not just you, but <laughs> I know you, you. that's that's definitely what we do and i was you said it and i was like ugh. <laughs> Well, it's lying. Too convicting. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's Sorry. fine. It's good. We're talking about honesty here. I yeah. just got that. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. He's getting too black and white. But no, but, I mean, it, it starts out that way. It does. Where, okay, it totally so does. instance that is very real yeah. to a lot of people is, okay, I was on I was on Facebook and an ex-girlfriend reached out to me and just wanted to see how I was doing. So I talked with her. We chatted. You were in bed. I was out in the TV room. Yeah. I'm, I'm being hypothetical. This didn't actually happen. Yeah. But I'm saying that you were in bed or you were reading. And I was on my phone, like like a lot of couples do. They'll be on their phones mm-hmm. separately at night, mm-hmm. in, in the same room, but not together, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we're all guilty of it. We yeah. should probably all get better at it. Whatever. That's a different conversation. <laughs> There's podcast episodes called How Your Phone Is Hurting Your, <laughs> your, your ma- Marriage. Your Marriage. Yeah. Go check find those it. out. Okay. But I'm on there. I, you know, she just reached out. It was pretty innocuous. She just said, how you doing? And then find, come to find out that she's, you know, she lives just a town over and uh, we flirted a little bit and it was pretty, it, it didn't start that way, but we started kind of. You're so funny how you tell the stories because you're just like, we flirted a little bit. No one would ever say that. Like, <laughs> Okay, but that's, uh, that's it, part of the sugar that's coating. what happens yes. and you're sugar You're just like, oh, hey, so-and-so reached out. We just kind of talked a bit. But... You're not realizing that you have just let, you have just let someone into your, your covenant. Yeah. In an emotional way. I know. Argue if you want people, but it's the truth. And. We you, don't have conversations. And your spouse is not privy to that conversation. Yeah. And now you have <clears> this emotional crack forming in the mm-hmm. foundation of your marriage 
And mm-hmm. if you sugarcoat that, you downplay it by not sharing that and not disclosing it yep. and confessing it and making it come, bring it out into the open. You are lying. Yeah. We're effectively being dishonest. You may think that we're being stooges here or whatever. Prude, prudish. prudish. <laughs> Prude stooge. You may yeah. think that, but we. <laughs> Kill me. Okay. All this pregnancy rain. No, but we we're serious. Like it's it's as simple as. I think, you know, our friend Jeff may text me about like us scheduling something and Jeff is my closest friend. Right. And I'll be and I'll just say in passing, hey, Jeff was texting me about this, blah, blah. Usually he never does this. Like we it's rare that it happens that I get a text or I text a guy like Jake or Jeff. But we've known Jeff for over 20 years. Right. And, and I still. tell but I still tell he usually has a lease on it or I, we usually have Ryan. But if it's something like for you that I'm trying to like keep a surprise or something or like I think a couple Sundays ago, our our um our bishop <laughs> jokingly saying <laughs> what? no he, jake he was oh. just throwing punches anyways he was texting me about we were meeting we we're gonna meet at a park or something and um jess his wife who's one of my greatest friends was like upstairs sleeping or something and ryan was right there anyways ryan was not in the text thread and so i was just like hey jake's just doing he we're talking about trying to get this situated whatever and I like handed my phone to Ryan and it was just, it's just to keep everything above board and clear and neither Jake or Jeff would ever cross any lines or boundaries, yeah. but I want to make sure that our marriage is very transparent and open. And mm. again, there's nothing that I would hide from you or anything. Mm. And if, if some other guy ever texted me, I'd be like, here, this guy texted me <laughs> or something, but it's, it's never happens for one. Okay. I think you've made the point. <clears throat> okay. I think I think that <laughs> what we're trying to say <laughs> I think what we're trying to say is it's easy to to be familiar to misdiagnose and misdiagnose sin. yeah I think that's it and we sugarcoat it in our hearts because we're not seeing we're not being true to God we're being true to ourselves yes we're being true to some other standard we're not being true to God's standard which is like it's straight and narrow okay so and it's, it's for our good and for our health so it's good. not just to just to make our lives hard and Stoogish. Right. <laughs> I was floundering because I didn't want to throw our friends under the bus because they don't. No, it's never. A, it, I don't they think don't they disrespect us at all, or okay. me or you. So I just wanted to make that clear, and that's why I was like. <laughs> okay. Well, the point. I think you made a good point, though. Okay. And so that's what we're trying to say. And and what happens if we let these <laughs> if we let these little seeds take root? Yes. They grow into little flowering plants, and they yeah. grow into mighty trees, yeah. and they will eventually like like. A tree in a sidewalk will crack the sidewalk. Yeah. They will eventually shatter our marriage. Yeah. And so how many um, affair stories don't start with, oh, you know what? I woke up one morning, called somebody, went and had sex with them. It was great. <laughs> That's not how affairs work. Right. Affairs are like, I know I'm being, I'm, but I am being facetious yes. in that or I'm exaggerating. Right. So affair will start like, oh. In friendship. You know, Jane at work, she was super nice to me. So we just got to talking over three months. We got closer. So we ended up getting lunch one day. And then we did that for three months. We got lunch every other week or whatever until finally we were like, we were on a business trip and we were in a hotel and we had too much to drink and we had this affair. Yeah. That's how it happens. All right. Well, if you were to, go, if you go home at night and say, hey, wife, I had this conversation with a coworker. It felt like I was out of place in it. I'm sorry. I didn't go to the nth degree. I'm being honest with you right. now because I don't want it to get worse. 
Right. I mean, that's not going to be an easy talk. <clears throat> no. But it's also going to be light years better yeah. than the alternative. I'm not saying every single little conversation turns into a full-blown affair, but I am saying that that risk is always there. So why don't we live honestly with this mm -hmm. and never lie in this area? And there's all kinds of other examples Well, and I as think, well. again, going back to the pornography issue, how we can downplay and lie to ourselves that it's not a big issue. And I think we always say, like, deal with pornography for what it is. It's a viper in the bedroom. It's not an ant at the picnic. It's not a fly at the picnic. Or yeah. a fly at the picnic. I want ant, okay? <laughs> okay. You do you. You do you. Okay. <laughs> Ground rule number two okay. is yeah. always love. Always, Always love. love. Okay, so the reason we do this, the reason this has to be a ground rule is because you have to always know that you're going into, a, you're running into into the arm, loving arms of your mm. spouse in your sin. You're loving and you're running into their arms and you know you're going to receive love. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're going to just gloss over it. Right. Okay, but the idea is that neither of you will want to confess when you've made a mistake if you think you're going to get beat up for it. Right. So authentic accountability requires unrelenting love. And we're talking again about biblical love in a biblical covenant. Yes. So having biblical love is not like when, it's not a feeling of when I feel like being nice to you or kind or patient with you. Love mm. is patient and kind and gentle. It doesn't keep wrongs. It's It bears with one another. Mm. Like. That is love. And so we are called to that when we make a covenant with mm. each other. This is the kind of love that we're, yep. we are called so to. And it's, and it's a godly love. And so we need to know that about each other. Like I trust that in Ryan. I, I've, over the years, the many, many years, <laughs> we've cultivated this trust um, that I may shy away in my mm. heart and be like, ugh, I don't want to tell him about this, but I always do. I've always told him. It's not always easy. It's not always it easy. It takes some time to Even get having to like it. a weird dream about some other guy or something. I'm like, this is really embarrassing, but I just need to tell you, like, <laughs> I kissed this guy in my dream and I don't even know why or something silly like that, right? <laughs> and I was like, what? Well, how much could he bench? <laughs> <laughs> Does he squat? Does he squat a lot? Anyways. Because <laughs> um, I go to the gym and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I, I, that's so good. I'm glad you said that. We laughed about it, but I think that's a real kind of example where you could easily start to feel like, it's not that you sinned in that, okay? Right. It's that you felt loved enough that you could bring this thing that was a check in your spirit and you said, hey, this bothered me. Right. I hope it doesn't bother you. If it right. does, let's talk about it type right. of thing. That's good. And I think, you know, on an actual, again, example of like maybe like we talked about, your sex life has been diminished or not really existent. You're talking about existent. a listener's sex life. Yes, my a own Because my own sex life is... You're so great. Um, it's... Anyway, chart topping. So, my gosh. <laughs> um, so when when we, I think sex is probably the hardest thing to talk about, the most difficult thing to talk about, because it does require us to love each other, right? Mm. In that, in that we can't just attack each other or feel our own insecurities so greatly that we aren't hearing what the other person's saying. Mm. So that means we have to love each other. That means we have to be kind and gentle with each other, and we have to cultivate this mm. in these conversations. I want to reiterate something I said earlier because it's written down in the notes here. It says authentic accountability requires unrelenting love. Authentic accountability. So real accountability right. of actually being real with each other, being honest, not sugarcoating. Mm -hmm. But I have to know that I'm loved unrelentingly, relentlessly. That's the word. <laughs> I'm loved relentlessly first by my Savior. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I can go to him. I know that Jesus is always going to love me. Mm -hmm. Right. He already knew. He already knows 
Like he's forgiven my past sins, my current sins, and my future sin. Yeah, all the and depth and darkness of it all. It's all been paid for. Yep. It's all free and clear because of his grace, not because of my works. So I can go to him and just honestly, like, just make quick work of it and just turn to him and just worship him right. and love him. And there, there is a time of that where that communion can be broken, my, but my union is not with mm. Christ. My communion can be broken. And so I would go back to him. Okay, so, but that's because I know that he loves me relentlessly right and so we are to mirror that like selena like you were saying we can we mirror that brand of love yeah in our marriage and that's so important because there's a difference between being honest and being humiliated Mm -hmm. okay there's a difference between honesty and humiliation we don't repent just to have it thrown in our faces right right? that's humiliation confessing sin always requires humility but never humiliation i think that's an important thing too yeah in that there is life and forgiveness and grace there might be a time of pain and healing mm. that's but that, that sin does that sin breaks things and pain and god hurt uses and it broke. still to redeem yes. us he still will bend it to his glory so good um i want to read this verse from luke 17 <clears throat> mm-hmm. and this is just about rebuking each other lovingly um it's not one of these popular verses you'll find on a coffee cup <laughs> so <laughs> from a marriage from a marriage <laughs> a marriage podcast but it's pay attention to yourselves if your brother sins rebuke him and if he repents forgive him and if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. So there's two ingredients there. There's repentance mm-hmm. and forginess. I think a lot of times we say this, well, just forgive, forgive, forgive. Well, I I can if release really... you from it, but I can't forgive you in that sense unless you are repentant toward me. Right. In other words, we can't have reconciliation. Yes, I can forgive you from like a like a, so my personal soul damaging sense. Like I'm not going to be bitter towards you. Mm-hmm. I can find forgiveness even if you're not repentant. Mm. But we can't have reconciliation in that sense of forgiveness unless there's this repentance happening, which is the honesty. And what we're saying is that it's it repentance, true accountability, true repentance requires a sense of unrelenting love. Right, right. And I think, you know, kind of maybe the caveat here is <clears throat> that sin, you know, does break things and it causes yeah. pain and forgiveness is is the first step. But if there's, you know, legitimate hurt because of sin, we, we've we got to get to the core issues like we've been talking about basically this whole podcast mm-hmm. um, to seek reconciliation and start rebuilding trust. Um, and that may look like going to a counselor or seeking pastoral care um, to pursue that mm-hmm. reconciliation and to help you kind of sort through some stuff. But I think also like Jesus is not saying, he's not saying like, okay, keep sinning, right? Mm. He doesn't give us, grace yeah. is not for us to keep sinning. That is not what grace is for. That's, uh, that's, that's uh, Romans, I think, six, yeah. seven. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, we don't, gra- if grace abounds, should I just sin all the, all the more? Right. Like, no, that's not the spirit of the gospel. Right. right. And, and well, and I think that's an indicator of like, God is not in you, right? If we're continuing to mm. live in this sin, I think there, there's a transition, right? There's a time period of, of, of ending, like quitting, killing the sin, and moving into well, the like, sanctification this life. happens. Right, you're not going to be perfect the second. And you... that's what I want to say is when Jesus is saying seven times a day, he's not saying he's not excusing the sin. He is saying that understand that sanctification is happening when repentance happens. Yeah. I hate saying true repentance because I feel like repentance should be the the word it's what enough, it is. right? It, was, yeah. it should be enough of the word. It so has a meaning. When Jesus is saying true. repenting, yeah. he is saying true repentance. Like you are if, if you come That's to good. me with a repentant heart 7 times a day, 
I need to forgive you, and I get to forgive you because of Jesus. And this passage is, is directed toward the person doing the forgiving. Right. It's, it's, Interesting, huh? It's Yeah, it's toward the person doing the forgiving. And that's what we're talking about with ground rule two is always love. Mm-hmm. Like, be ready to forgive a lot yeah. in your marriage. Yeah. Be ready to repent and be ready to forgive. Right. And if you have a steady diet of repentance and forgiveness in your marriage, right. you will have a health, very healthy marriage. Right. And again, we're using the true definitions of the term, mm-hmm. the terms, repent and forgive. Um, and that's essentially what we're getting at is, you know, be honest. That's ground rule number one is never lie. Right. right. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with God. Be honest. Be true to God, not just true to yourself. Ground rule number two is always love. In mm-hmm. other words, be ready to receive a sinner mm. into your arms. Be ready to receive Because you are going to be that sinner. <laughs> because you're going to need it tomorrow. <laughs> you're going to be that sinner. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> and your spouse is going to be the one receiving. So there's this, yeah. And I ahead. love what you said that Jesus is not excusing the sin. He's focusing on the, the heart of the forgiver in that place. But it gives us to our next, it gets us to our next honesty ground rule, which is taking tangible action against temptation. the behavior, yeah. against temptation. Yeah. Right? So we're we're fools if we know we have a propensity for sin and temptation in a certain area and we continue to return to that area, mm-hmm. right? Like a dog returns to his vomit, right. so a Ugh. fool repeats his folly, right? <laughs> right? So like we're being fools when we do that. Mm-hmm. Now, we granted, God is gracious in that. His, his, you know, his grace even covers our foolishness because God knows we are foolishness. Right. We are fools uh, many times, but he's also given us the Holy Spirit that can give us self-control and can mm-hmm. give us... Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. Well, and I and that we have to let that spirit nature, like a spirit man, the Holy Spirit in us, right? Our spirit, and and not not respond to the the appetites of our flesh, right? Every right. time. So well, and I think just this the pre ground rules that you talked about about being true and living under the authority of God first and not ourselves. Um, helps us identify what a true temptation is, right? Because I think, again, we can... that's good. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just, we can, again, sugarcoat, downplay, excuse something that is a temptation, but we don't want to call it that, right? Mm. And so, obviously, you know, if pornography is something, if you haven't identified porn as a temptation and a sin, here's your sign. It is, (laughs) it is a sin, it is a temptation, remove it, get rid of it, kill it, put it at the foot of the cross. This is why Jesus died for us. If spending, maybe spending mm. money is a big problem for you, we had to cut up our credit cards as a young couple, like three years into our marriage. Yeah. We just were spending too much. We thought we could do it and we could not. And we spent about another five to six years paying off that credit card debt. If you... I hate to say habitual liar. <laughs> we had that in our notes. That just the... well, can we talk about? Cause I don't want to keep okay. rattling through these. I want to talk through the spending thing because okay. I feel like it takes up various kind of yeah. And the spending capacities. thing is because that has happened in our marriage, and I've been the, uh-huh. the source of that. Well, I mean, we both we both we were both complicit, but I think I was the leader. <laughs> well, because you liked horses, <laughs> still like horses, and they are big, expensive. I don't spend money on They're big land boats. Much. They're land boats. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Horses and boats are like the worst investments ever. And we like both of them. <laughs> and I love boats. <laughs> we don't own either. <laughs> maybe maybe someday we'll have that maybe that freedom to do that. But yeah, so like spending okay, so it's not just okay, I'm a husband or I'm a wife and I've gone out and I've bought consumer items and I didn't get them approved by you and now we have credit card debt. That's not what we're talking about necessarily. <laughs> right. We're talking about that gray area of 
Well, well, I, you know, I, I just kind of deserve it. And it's a matter of stewardship. Right. All right. We have Scott and Linda Rudin coming on in a few weeks. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about stewardship. It's mind-blowing, the theology of stewardship. It's changed our entire marriage, yeah. our entire lives. But when it comes to spending... Everything comes down to, and stewardship is not just a financial principle. It's no. all encompassing. It's right. a kingdom principle. Money, energy, Money is time, just a small resources. piece of it. Yeah. But when it comes to stewarding in this area of our marriage, there's got to be unity here. Mm. And there's got to be unity, not just this again, going, harping on that same chord of yeah. not just true to ourselves. Okay. It's not just, oh, we've agreed that we're going to try and make this house work because we have to have this dream house because the Joneses have a dream house. And I also want a dream house. Those Joneses make me so mad. The Joneses, I got to keep up with them. <laughs> I got to keep up with the Joneses and I need a nice car. And oh, so by the way, we need to work two jobs. We're going to work these high paying. Are high the pay- kids need these things for their sports or they need to do all these right. things because we just, we got to be a part of it. Like dig down into the root of that, friends. Is that really what this is about? Um, or is it is it deeper? Is it some insecurity that we have not submitted mm. to the Lord and we have not given to him? Um, yeah, no, I agree that it is definitely like a stewardship thing. Spending is definitely encompasses the stewardship. But I think I think it can we can too easily justify it out of our insecurities or out of um, I deserve it. What is it like just narcissism and selfishness? Mm. You deserve um, a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve a little treat. <laughs> and yeah. I, sorry, there was the other part that I was trying to add to that was just um, our family mission, right? Like our family vision. And so obviously if there's a mission and vision that God is calling us to, how does spending affect that? How does mm. the way we spend our money affect the vision and the, the direction that we're going as a family? And so that's where, that's I think where we get down into the depths of it. In that if God is calling us to be people on mission, Mm -hmm. okay, so when you logged into your phone this morning and you opened it up, listener, and you said, I'm going to listen to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, (laughs) hopefully you knew that you were going to be pointed to Christ and commissioned for the gospel. That's Mm -hmm. our mission, right? So if, if we are people on mission and we are called to live with a purpose that's greater than ourselves, Mm -hmm. greater than our here and now, we have an eternal purpose that should bear weight on how and every aspect of our marriage, mm-hmm. including how we spend our money. So what you're getting to, what you're saying is, that, okay, if we're living off mission, mm-hmm. if if our life is our mission, if our marriage marriage right. is our mission, yeah. or if our lifestyle or our, the way we look or the way our you know sure. people are perceiving Sorry. us, yeah. um, then that that's I think a place where we can let honesty. Mm live for a little bit yeah and we can take an honest look at who god is and we can be true to him Mm -hmm. and say okay god what do you actually say about my money Mm. jesus talked about money more than i think anything anything else else. yeah not because he cared about money god knows he doesn't need money he cares about our hearts (laughs) he cares about our hearts and he knows that money has a way of getting its dirty little way yeah dirty little tendrils wrapped around our hearts and spider legs it's a, it's a two, it's spider little, oh, gross. <laughs> um, it gets wrapped around our hearts. Yeah. And so it's a, this is a place where we can let honesty mm-hmm. really kind of live and, and bear right. weight on it. Yeah. So, okay. I think we've hit that one. Okay. The, the last one we want to talk about is um, talking about her, habitual lying. So online accounts, I think is where we're getting at. We right. did mention this earlier. Right. 
Okay, but I just think it's such a big area of dis of potential dishonesty with marriage is just uh, social media and screens. Mm, screens. Um, that's a that's a good way to kind of categorize it because sense, yeah. there's a lot of ways you can misuse screens. Of yeah. course, it's not just the whole porn thing, and we've talked about that, but also the thing you know, the emotional affairs right. and social media accounts. You can also, man, I spent way too much time the other night debating somebody on Twitter. <laughs> Okay, well, I, it's a stewardship of time and being it, honest. I did with not that sleep well. I didn't write yeah. well the next day. I didn't like. I felt like I had a hangover the next day, and I had I drank nothing. <laughs> and so I feel like that's an unhealthy use of your time, right. or an unhealthy use of that screen. Right. So like, there's a habitual there's this, sense of lying to yourself. Yeah. That that's it's, okay. It's fine. It's all yeah. go to sleep, and the day'll be fine, and blah blah blah, yeah. and we can live under that those assumptions. And I think that we have to understand again, like the effects of, of light and screen time and Mm. even how much time we're spending watching something, playing something, doing something on a screen versus face-to-face interaction. Mm. And I think that we, it's so easy for us to lie to ourselves like, oh, we don't do that much or we don't do, but we are pretty strict about our kids' screen time. And I've I've read that like you yes know kids. No. Yes and no. I don't want people to think we're like superheroes. Okay, in, this in area. my heart, I'm strict. <laughs> I want to be really strict. With um, screens. Obviously, there are days that kids are sick, and we need them to just sit still and not cry and throw up everywhere or something. So there's appropriate times I think to use it. But you know, I think pediatric studies have been like you know no more than two hours of screen time for kids over like two or three years old and i'm like gosh that's a lot but if you break down little shows <laughs> that's only like four shows right so you're saying that you could lie to yourself so like that. you can lie to yourself and be like well they've only watched like gotcha. three 15 minute shows so or like that's pretty much four like 15 20 minutes. minute shows <laughs> i know sorry i know what i'm saying i like, constantly you- debate this in my head and if i let them watch tv as much as my body sometimes feels like i need to rest and let them do that it is three hours can pass like that. And it, I can just be like, oh, it's fine. Like, but when you go ahead. Well, uh, you're making a really good point because I know that you're not, you're not alone in this and we're not alone in this because I feel the same way. Like if you go and you're, you're at a women's Bible study, like you go sometimes and I've got the girls and I'm super tired and I don't want to entertain them. I don't want to play with them. I just <laughs> want them to just shut up and watch TV. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. And sometimes, you know what, sometimes you got to give yourself a little bit of grace in that and you maybe do something together with yeah. them watching a TV together. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that we can lie to ourselves, yeah. not just in that it's, it's hurting, it's whatever the screen science is, yeah. but like, I'm, I'm justified in this desire. <laughs> or you feel like you can't come to me and talk to me about it as your husband and be honest with that in that area of your heart and say, I'm really struggling with this. Can we work together to figure this out? I feel like this is a conviction of mine. Yeah. It's not just guilt, but it's a, it's a spirit led sort of, I'm being led in this. Yeah. Um, another area and we're, we're skipping a little bit around, but another area could be the area of diet, mm. drinking alcohol, right? People, we lie to ourselves. This is what we're talking about that there's, I'm so amazed at how many couples live with a low grade level of deception Yeah. with themselves, with each other. So a lot of husbands and wives may, you know, their wife may be an alcoholic and he's just not owned up to it yet. Right. His wife might be, you know, she's up late at night doing whatever and she's drinking wine late into the hours of the evening or he's at the bar and he's drinking or he has, you know, whiskey or beer or whatever every night and it's, you know, he's gaining weight and he's getting inebriated and all these different things. 
are we lying to ourselves? Are we being honest? I'm, mm. I'm I'm opening a lot of different cans of worms right now, but hopefully you hear the heart of this is like, come on, you guys, this, we have to be true to God in this, right. not for our salvation, but because of it, right? Because he's been so good and so loving to us. It is, it, this should be the outcry of our hearts is God. How can I be true to you? How can I be true to your word? How can I love you and be more like you, Jesus, mm. and be more relentlessly sold out right. for, for, for Jesus. Right. And how is our marriage a, an avenue by which that, that comes about? Right. And it's it's frustrating, I think, at times because sin can be so um, <laughs> desirable, right? Like we want sin, mm-hmm. but we don't, like we don't. There's that, obviously, that waging of war um, in in that. But I there was, I don't forget who it was. Was it Paul Washer? Anyways, on this reformed Uh-oh. Instagram thing, Paul Washer. is that bad? No, that's good. It's, um, it's going to be convicting, though. I'm ready. <laughs> well, no, it's kind of it's kind of funny. He's like, like, sin, like oh, he said, sinners like want to sin, but a, a believer sin it sin is good for a season, but to, sin is not good for a believer. It's like pouring vomit down a believer's throat. That's what sin is like. Oh. And I was like, Ugh! that's very vivid, <laughs> very vivid. But I'm like, it's, yeah. it is true. Right. When we, when we, God is continually sanctifying us, I don't want maybe that. I don't want that sin. I don't want that continual vomit coming down my throat, but it's like, okay, if big amounts are coming down, yeah, you don't want it. But like tiny amounts. I worked can out you, with you the other day you and you I pass? definitely puked while doing front squats <laughs> and it was gross. <laughs> it, it was a little bit. A little bit of puke, and then I swallowed it. Gross. Gross. But I'm saying it seems like small amounts we seem to justify, right? And I'm not saying that yeah. there are big and small sins. There are bigger mm. consequences for different sins. Um, there are greater consequences, but sin is sin, obviously, in the eyes well, of God. And so we're yeah. trying to live up to that conviction, right? And we're trying yeah. to live out of that conviction. Are you, what no, are you no, I'm you're just, looking you're, at me? We're, you're, well, you're, Am we, I going somewhere? No, you're great. I love you, and you're being honest. And I'm saying that we tend to, in the American West— underestimate our sin yes downplay or, or we say okay well that's horrible so and so had an affair that's horrible it is horrible yes. right or so and so looked a lot at pornography. of brokenness that's going to happen around that right okay but we look at that like that's somehow we're somehow better because we just no 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 what i'm saying is that let me get let me get to okay. it what i'm saying is that we tend to belittle and we sugarcoat the rest of our sinfulness mm. because we're okay so maybe i'm not an alcoholic or i haven't had an affair on my wife or I'm currently, you know, not struggling with pornography or whatever that thing is, then I should be, I'm pretty much in the clear. But what about all the time we're wasting? What -hmm. about the food we're eating and putting into our bodies? Okay, now I'm getting like on Mm -hmm. a soapbox, but you hear what I'm saying that for some reason we're okay with violence on TV. Yeah, well, we're we're okay with pleasure for ourselves, right? Yeah, we're hedonists in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. in that we want just whatever can get us the most pleasure like the quickest. Right. And, and we're not honest cost. with ourselves about that. Okay. So I can, is somebody preaching from the pulpit saying that, that, that watching Netflix for like three hours a day is unhealthy for you and therefore probably sinful. Nobody's preaching that. Yeah. Do we want to hear that? No, nobody wants to hear that. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we'll hear preachers talking about kind of these other kind of more mainline sins. But what about like, what about gluttony? What about eating? Right, that's a big thing. There's a lot of people that are. Well, it can on, also swing the other way too, right? A, yeah, vanity and, and mm-hmm. you know the opposite of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to call any one person out or anything. I'm just saying that we're sometimes not honest with ourselves in these areas, and that I've even had to stop eating sugar because I realized I love sugar. Like it's <laughs> it's delicious. He's like an elf. <laughs> candy, candy corns, candy canes, and syrup. 
Those are the four food groups. <laughs> like, I'm a big fan. You know, I, I would, <laughs> I'm a big fan. All right. I, I would eat, I would drink soda and I would eat donuts and I would eat cake. Our good friend <laughs> makes these amazing cakes. I wanted seven pieces last night. But I've had to say, okay, this is a matter of stewardship. I have only so many years on this, on my, on this right. planet. My yeah. heart's bad anyway. <laughs> if you haven't heard, I almost died because of my heart. Stop. I have a bad heart. Go buy the book. Go buy the book, Fierce Marriage. Learn all about it. <laughs> But I had to be honest with myself. Not that I figured it out. Of course, I had sugar yesterday. I had Danny's cake. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> Making me sin. I'm kidding. It wasn't a sin. But what I'm saying is that I've had to be honest with myself in that area. I've had right. to be honest with myself with reading versus watching screens versus mind space and stewarding my intellect and that time I have to build what I know right. to defend the gospel and to present it's, the gospel. Well, it's such a hard line to walk. And I know we got to wrap this up. Because I want to be legalistic. Well, it's like, okay, well, I'm reading my book now instead of watching TV. Yeah, it's the legalistic side, right? That's it's legalism, like, oh, yeah. I'm doing this, but I'm not doing that. Well, it's, you're still not doing the right thing, though, right? We're still not lining up with God's word that is just like, <clears throat> live in the light, walk in humility, mm. know that you are forgiven, know that I've redeemed you. I have redeemed you. You have not redeemed you. I redeemed you. Jesus, yeah. Yes, understanding who you are in light of God and his goodness. And that is, that is the path we walk. It is narrow. Jesus said it is, it is narrow and it is hard, but it is not without hope. Right. And we're not without freedom that Christ brings. And Mm. it's for freedom, you know, that he set us free. And so these rules and these, this way of living in honestly and in the light is not to smash your pleasure or to like destroy your ways of life it's to bring you fuller life and depth and goodness yes it's to amplify it there it is it's to bring it full god jesus gave us life and life more abundantly that's not a prosperity thing that's a depth thing that's not a breadth thing that's a depth thing is we are giving depth in him and depth and purpose and every little good joy Mm -hmm. is that much better because it rolls up and it represents the goodness of god's glory the goodness of his provision the unmerited grace that we've received if you hear this if you're listening to this and you hear that you need to do more to make god happy you've missed it right right i'm not saying when we're talking about being honest so i don't want we kind of we took a little bit of a detour here but if you hear this and you're like, okay, I need to be honest with myself, which means I need to do, 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 do. What we're saying is, no, what Selena just said, walk in the light. Know be honest. Know who God is. And know be who true to are. him. Yeah. True to his word. We, we're true to him by being true to his word. I want to make that clear. Right. We have his, we have his doing, revealed word. The it's doing there. comes from knowing and being, right? Yeah. Our, and it's an d- overflow. Our being is not come from our doing. And again, it's not legalism. Legalism says, I have to earn God's love, so I'm going to do things that are right according to God's law to earn his love. That's legalism. We're not proponents of legalism, obviously. Grace (laughs) and licentiousness is the opposite, meaning that I've been saved by grace, meaning that I don't have to do anything, right? Right. Because, hey, Jesus loves me. Just do whatever I want. Right. Jesus is cool, man. We're just going to hang out, whatever. No, like Jesus, Bonhoeffer said, when when Jesus calls a man, he bids him come and die. Mm. We were called to die. Okay, so that's a big thing. Uh, I won't get into that. So anyway, I want to recap real fast. We're running out of time. We're already out of time. <laughs> already out of time. <laughs> so we talked about honest honesty, what it actually means to be honest. Yep. Uh, we've talked about three honesty ground rules. The first one is never lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can ask me anything. I'll never, I'll never lie to you. That's that's a good ground rule to have. Obviously, you can't have honesty if you're lying. Right. <laughs> number ground rule number two is always love. No one, no, we won't repent if we're going to have it thrown in our faces. Right. We need to know that we're loved and we'll have a safe space that models the love of Christ. Authentic accountability requires unrelenting love. I there like you how go. you said it. 
and honesty ground rule number three is we have to remove temptation. Others, we have to take action against our yeah. sin. Okay, we have to take action against it in the name of being true to God's word, true to God himself. Not not to earn our salvation, but because of it, yeah. out of it. Not into our salvation, but out of our salvation we do right. these things. And so one of the couple's challenge that we would ask you guys is to just talk to your spouse. What's one way you and your spouse worked work or, or can work work or can work to build an honest marriage you know mm. and how has true and unrelenting honesty changed your marriage so yeah. maybe look at some some of the areas that you have built trust and honesty in and then some of the areas that you're still working mm. on or that maybe you need to work on or that you're just you need to identify and talk about those yeah i, I would say start here if you're wondering okay work, what do i do now right you drop <laughs> these big truths and i you know I told maybe you you're listening to this burn the ships drop the bombs <laughs> maybe you're listening to this <laughs> listener and you're saying Okay, I get it. I, I bought. I buy it. Now what? What do I do? Um, well, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you. Yeah. Um, depending on what you're dealing with and what you're feeling like you need to be honest with, mm. I always find it helpful to schedule time to say, "Hey, can we talk tonight?" And it depends on what it is. Obviously, Selena, she's aware of that now, so she's like, "Oh, great." <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know the honesty has actually made it a lot easier, a lot faster. Yeah. Um, can we talk? Uh, I have this thing that's been on my heart. Okay. Those are really easy words to say. Can we talk tonight? I just have something I want to share with you. There's something that's on my heart and then pray that God will give you the words to say and, and trust him, trust him in the honesty. When we, when we conform our way, when we conform our ways to his, uh, we can expect him to be good. Right. And let's not, and don't have the emotions high. Like let's not, that's what the scheduling helps. Be an emotional plug. Yeah. Because you're not just like bringing it up two minutes before you go to bed and you're shouting at each other. Totally. Just trying to bring that to light. Thank you. I love you. Why don't you pray? us out <laughs> uh lord we thank you uh for the husbands and the wives listening to this i pray lord that uh, we were faithful communicators of your truth mm-hmm. god and if not um god correct our words i pray that you would help um us to be true to your to your word and um honest with who you are honest about who you are i pray for the couples that might be struggling with this trying to find their way into an honest marriage um, and having honest conversations i pray that you would strengthen them, encourage them, embolden them, uh, and equip them with your word, with your promises to trust that you are good, to trust that you, you have already justified them as people. Jesus, you have already made us righteous by your blood Mm -hmm. and we can walk in that identity as your, your adopted children, your sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. So God, I thank you for that truth. I pray that that truth would bear real weight on the lives of the husbands and wives listening to this mm-hmm. and may their marriages be strengthened, deepened, and and um, and made to glorify you even more in your mm-hmm. precious name. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. <laughs> we are going over. We're going to go with some lunch. What do you say? All right. That sounds good. All right. We will see you <laughs> in about you seven days. You are always days. forgetting. Oh, oh my goodness. We're this almost episode, episode 100. <laughs> I'm getting disappointed. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> well, honestly speaking, I don't care. This episode is... In the can. All right. We will see you in seven days. Until then, stay fierce. <laughs>
For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If our ministry has blessed you, we'd be honored to partner with you on Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. There are benefits to being a partner, but more than anything, you get to be part of making the Fierce Marriage podcast possible. To learn more, go to Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Fierce Marriage. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care. Thank you.